0: Well, it's great to have you joining us for this last instalment for our current series which is called Better Together. And I'm just going to pick up where Matt and Stanley have kind of left off and just round it out today with one last look at um, some of the things that we can be putting into practice uh, to be able to enhance this whole idea of us being better together. I read a, a small e-book at the beginning of uh, lockdown and just a couple of thoughts in it really have stayed with me particularly as I've considered this um, series and I, and I think it's because I'm just I'm absolutely convinced that God is right that we are better together. In the book Tim Keller uh, who was a Presbyterian minister in uh, New York in the States is discussing some different keys that he believes uh, will really help us as we continue to partner with God as his missionary people. And one of the things that he talked about is the need for the church to be, so not church as in a building, but church as in us, to be a pioneer in civility, peacemaking and bridge building as we participate with God in his kingdom activity here on earth. And that phrase just really, really caught my heart and fired up my imagination, particularly I think because of the season that we're in. And I've, as I've been kind of mulling that over, I've just considered what a gift we can be to each other and our community if we do these things. So I want to unpack that with you a little bit this morning. This is one of the things he says to us. Ethnicity and economics are not the only ways that Western culture is divided. We are also divided ideologically, and our public discourse discourages measured and generous exchange of ideas. In this context, Christians have an opportunity to model civility in a generation that desperately needs it. This last 20 months or so, and particularly I think in this lockdown, has been a time where we have been confronted with our differences of opinion or ways of seeing the world, possibly more than many of us have ever encountered before. All of us have been confronted by the noise around COVID-19, around vaccinations and mandates, particularly this last four months. And we have all been confronted, I suspect, by the state of our own hearts. I know that I have been as we navigate all of the disruption and the change and all of the information that's coming at us from every angle, uh, it's brought up a a lot of different things. I know for me, it's been really confronting as it's brought some things to the surface that I kind of was like, oh, that's not good. God, you know, I really, I need your help with that. So we're gonna just spend a little bit of time this morning unpacking some of Keller's points to just see how we might be able to put those into practice. But why don't we pray as we get started. Father, we invite your presence to be with each one of us wherever we are as we're watching this or listening to this today. And we ask God that you would do a work in us, that you would plant the seeds of longing and of courage to be able to step into this space of pioneering, of being people that champion civility, peacemaking and bridge building and God would you grow us in that, that these would become traits that are deeply embedded just into the fabric of who we are as individuals and as a church community. God I just pray that you would come now, that you would bless us with your presence, that the activity of your Holy Spirit would be at work among us. Uh, In Jesus name, Amen. Okay, so on civility, Keller suggests that we're going to need to embody some specific traits as we engage with people who hold different views from ours. And there are four of them, so we'll just unpack those one by one. The first of all is humility. It's recognizing that we cannot know everything and we cannot prove everything that we understand or believe. I think when we don't have humility in the mix, it makes it really difficult for us to be able to hear people from different who have different perspectives to us. It's really easy for us to slip into um, a more critical posture or defensive posture, whereas humility opens us up to one another, to be able to um, be generous with ourselves, to be able to really genuinely listen to one another and to learn from one another. Humility is that trait that we want to cultivate to be able to help us with that. The next thing is patience. It's learning to listen so that we can understand and to empathize with one another. Bob Goff, who is an author, he says this, words spoken by kind people have the ability to endure in our lives. It's not just about saying kind words it's about becoming kind people that are patient with one another that genuinely listen to engage and to understand each other and as we are engaging with people we can be we might you know notice those different ideas or experiences that separate us or that we look at differently but we can also be looking for the things that unite us and I think that there are vastly more of those in the mix usually but we kind of have to be intentional to look for those things. Just this last week I, I happened to overhear a conversation that Matt was on with somebody who has decided at this point that they won't be vaccinated and um, they were just talking to him and I know that he's had a whole bunch of these conversations over these last few weeks as has a number of us. But what struck me was just um, just how patient he was and he genuinely listens to people to understand their perspectives because all of us are bringing different experiences, different um, contexts that have framed up our decisions. And he said one thing that really struck me that I just thought, gosh, this is so true and I need to file this one away as we continue to seek to engage and support one another well, is that he um, he just said, you know, it's it's okay that we disagree on this. It, it, it's just that all of us are making decisions out of how we prioritize what we value. And that's just gonna be a unique thing for each one of us. But that's come about, his, his attitude towards that has come about because he's chosen to be patient and to listen and to learn um, out of that space of humility. The other thing that we wanna think about Practicing is tolerance, now that doesn't mean accepting that everything that everybody else says and agreeing with them, rather it's based on this perspective that every single person that we encounter is made in God's image and so therefore they are precious. So we can show respect to one another on that basis even if we disagree. So that's where we can be civil, where we can be kind, where we can still honour one another and respect one another. Not because we agree on everything, but because we are all made in the image of God. And that makes each one of us really special. Uh, In Colossians 3 verse 12, we're reminded of this. Therefore, as, as God's choice, holy and loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Be tolerant with each other. And if someone has a complaint against you, forgive each other. As the Lord forgave you, so also forgive each other. And over all of these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. The peace of Christ must control your hearts, and it's a peace into which you are called in one body. It's that better together moment again. The last thing in terms of uh, cultivating civility is to be thinking about um, we don't want to slip into self-righteousness, we want to cultivate a lack of self-righteousness. That's going to help us to avoid becoming either in our attitudes or in our behaviour and speech like those we often criticise. We so often want to be right, don't we? We want to feel secure in our rightness and we know that at times of crisis and disruption Our humanity, the way that we are made, longs for that security of being sure, of being certain. And so that can feed into that, you know, that our ideas, our way of viewing the world is the right one. But that can sometimes lead us inadvertently into some dangerous territory where we can become smug towards other people, where we even ridicule people who disagree with us or disrespect them just because they see things differently. So we want to be able to make sure that we're cultivating those four things. Just remind us what they are again. First of all, let's cultivate humility, patience, tolerance, and a lack of self-righteousness. And we will be able to pursue and pioneer civility in all of our interactions with other people. The second thing that he talks about is on peacemaking, that we want to be pioneers in peacemaking. You might remember that we did a couple of messages on the way of peace just before we went into this lockdown. It's kind of interesting timing in retrospect. But it's important to to remind ourselves again that Jesus calls us to be peacemakers, those who work for peace. In Matthew 5 verse 9 in that favorite, uh, you know, one of our favorite and, and famous um, messages, the Sermon on the Mount, he tells us this, he says, Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. That's how we're known as God's children, is that we are making peace. Paul, um, the Apostle Paul when he wrote to the Roman Church, he said, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Now we can be a gift of a community of peacemakers a culture of polarization and we can do that in a couple of ways. I think the first thing is is that we can cultivate peace with God and within ourselves and then we are able to become a non-anxious presence that we are able to take into into fractious or fraught situations or conversations or relationships I don't know if you've ever experienced that moment when you've been around someone who just seems to embody God's peace. It's like they are so full of it, it seeps out of them and into you. I know that my spiritual director is one of those people for me. There have been times when I have come to see her and I've been anxious or flustered because of something that's been going on in life, but she has this calm and peace-filled presence that draws me into a quieter, more peaceful state as we spend time together. It's like it ripples out and invites me to join her in that space and we can be those people to one another and to to any space that we are in, that we are bringing God's peace to bear everywhere we go. I think the other way that we can make peace uh, may mean that we need to forgive others or be forgiven by them. I know of people at the moment, families who aren't talking to each other and friends who have been critical or harsh with one another during this lockdown. And friends, we have just got to resist this on all fronts. We are called to love others and to be peacemakers, but, if, but we're, we're living at a time that cultivates, it seems, everything but we're gonna to need to guard our hearts and our minds from anger and outrage and offense and do all that we can to cultivate and pursue peace. I think if we wanna know how am I doing with that, just look at what's growing in your heart. What is the fruit of what you are focusing on and what you are cultivating and giving your attention to in your life? That'll show us if there's work to be done in our hearts and I know for me that even in preparing this message and you know different things that have come up within my own family in the last little while it's just brought things to the surface that I've kind of recognized as I need God's help here to change these things. I think the thing is is if we recognize that we aren't growing in love and making peace with others then we need to take an honest look at the state of our hearts and ask God for his help in this In Colossians, again, he says, our peace with God or from God gives us the resources to maintain unity and love with others through continual forgiveness and patience. We're going to need to keep revisiting this over and over, but I think this is really timely wisdom for us. And finally, on bridge building, bridges are designed for one thing to connect two disconnected places, to bring things together, whether it's land or in our case, we're talking about people. You know, we're in a season where some of our differences are more visible and that can make us feel like we are more disconnected than ever and lockdown and physical uh, separation has just exacerbated that for us. However, as we look to Jesus as our example, he models for us and he invites us into this practice of bridge building you know this last week uh, for those of you who are doing the bible reading plan that we're just finishing up we have just been working our way through John and uh, John 4 talks about the situation where we see Jesus encountering the Samaritan woman at a well and we see him building a bridge to her He starts a conversation, he speaks to her, he he shows her who he really is and connects with her. And through her, he ends up spending an extra two days with her whole community. She becomes a bridge from him to them. And again, we see uh, just in Luke 19, another example of Jesus's bridge building activities as he reaches out to Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector. He was not one of the favorite people. In fact, he was an outsider because of what he did. And yet Jesus calls him out by name Out of the crowd and and basically he invites himself over for dinner so that he can spend time with Zacchaeus and it would have been his household and friends which completely outraged all of the religious leaders at the time but brought Zacchaeus to life. Both of these instances we're going to see Jesus intentionally reaching out to outsiders, to the people that aren't included, the people least like him. He was just a master at it. He had a way of making strangers into friends and making friends become family and he often did it just by walking, talking, eating and drinking with people. We can do the same thing. We can intentionally build bridges with others through simple practices like hospitality. Gathering around food and conversation, we're going to be able to create spaces where people are reached out to where they're included, where they're enfolded, and they're invited into our shared lives. This is where we can get to know each other, really. Where we see one another, where we hear one another, where, where we are face to face. And this is where love and friendship grows. And in our current situation, we have renewed opportunity for this, as we can gather again in different kinds of groupings. But the question for all of us is, will we take that practice up? Will we build bridges to those around us? And on pioneering, final thought. We started this exhortation with this exhortation from Tim Keller to become pioneers in civility, peacemaking and bridge building. Pioneers lead the way. They break new ground. They step into new territory. And if you talk to anyone who has started anything from scratch or done something that's never been done before or that is such new for them, pioneering takes courage, it takes commitment and intent, it takes hard work and persistence. And scripture doesn't pretend otherwise. If we read in James 3.18, we can develop a healthy, robust community, that that, that better together thing, Healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and with honour. The peacemaking, civil interactions and bridge-building activity that we're invited into helps us to cultivate and create and foster and grow a healthy, robust community where we can do life better because we are together. So this morning I want to invite all of us, including myself, to choose to be pioneers in these things. To put into practice these traits that are going to strengthen our togetherness and reflect the heart of God to one another and to our community. So as we finish we're going to just create some space for us to Reflect on anything that's kind of stood out to you this morning to be able to give you an opportunity to respond So some questions are going to come up on the screen for you to engage with uh, At the end of uh, when I finish up But I guess I just want to invite you to consider what is God's invitation to you today? And it may be that as you've been sitting here listening to this you realize I really need to forgive someone or I need to ask For forgiveness because some of the things that have come up in me have just been ugly It may be that he's putting someone in your thoughts that you can reach out to, that you can begin to build a bridge to, or to make peace with. Or it may be that a new rhythm of hospitality, the seed of an idea, is starting to brew within you. Pay attention to those things and actually give yourself a little bit of space to be able to respond. So I'm just going to pray. I'm actually going to borrow a prayer from St. Francis, um, who he has this really simple prayer that I just love. So let's pray and then we'll give the space to respond. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light, Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Lord, I pray that as we finish that you would take the seeds Of these words, this call that you have put to us this morning and would you cause them to germinate. God that you would equip us to be able to be pioneers in these things as we go about our week and weeks to come. Amen. Enjoy taking some space to be able to reflect and to respond. God bless.